Garage Experts number one brand nationwide in garage improvement space. This isn't just about putting up some shelves. I mean, anyone can do that, right? It is about customizing it based on your usage along with, we're talking about storage and flooring, epoxy, an excellent solution for so many flooring challenges. And frankly, it just looks so much better. Your garage no longer has to be that square footage that you put overflow stuff in and you keep your car in there and so it stays dusty and dirty it can be part of your home tour if you give those you know you're showing off your new home to folks in the garage and you're like oh well the garage is in there you don't normally show it to people right oftentimes because you're embarrassed make it a point of pride in your home it is in mine now thanks to garage experts you can get uh, a consultation it doesn't cost you anything they're not high pressure at all they're just straightforward they're friends of mine mark and shelly long uh, Shelly is the one who will come to your home or your business establishment and and uh, ask you some questions and talk with you about uh, what the garage makeover transformation is actually a much better word uh, that they can do for you. Garage experts under Nick's endorsement said KSGF.com. Uh, coming up, very, very excited. Uh, we have a new Lunch Bunch partner and a new... Happy Hour location. They are one and the same. We're going to talk about that coming up. Lunch Bunch, for those of you who have not been familiar, it's one of the most popular things that we have done. And, and we've uh, not had Lunch Bunch for a couple of years now, believe it or not. Uh, yet I still, on a regular basis, get uh, emails and, and text messages and voicemails from uh, you all asking, you know, are we going to start Lunch Bunch again? When are we going to get Lunch Bunch? We wanted to find the right partnership. Uh, tons and tons of restaurants in Springfield, of course. But we wanted to find one that we just really felt great about, that we would be excited about, that we thought you'd be excited to win. If you are a relatively new listener and you're not familiar with Lunch Bunch, what we'll have is set up on uh, ksgf.com, a place where you can register for Lunch Bunch. And every week uh, there will be a winner. And that winner, if it's you, uh, you will you and, and five of your friends, family, coworkers will join me and Sarah for lunch at this particular location on Wednesdays. And we just choose one. We'll g- give you a couple weeks heads up, of course. We're not going to contact you Wednesday morning and say, hope you're ready, because you have jobs and you need to make arrangements. And uh, and that's why we give you a few weeks in advance to let you know that you were the winner. And it's just a great time. It's a great opportunity for uh, us to be able to sit down and, and meet with with uh, you all and to have a fantastic lunch. And then I mentioned happy hour. We are going to be having a happy hour this Friday from 4 to 6, and we'll talk about where that is here in just a couple of moments. Right now, Jason Rima with the latest news update. Voters in Springfield will go to the polls next week and decide whether to allow a developer to build apartments and commercial space across from Sequiota Park. It comes after a four-year-long battle People who live nearby say that development would cause flooding and increased traffic in the Galloway Village neighborhood. The developer, though, says his plan would make it safer for pedestrians and improve stormwater runoff. A teenager from Aurora has died after he was hit by a car on Thursday. 
15-year-old Troy Devine Jr. was crossing the intersection at Highway 60 and 39 in low light. Police say the driver could not see him in the dark. A man's been arrested after a standoff in North Springfield Sunday afternoon. Police were called to a home in the, in the 2000 block of North Robertson for a domestic assault. Police say that man may have had a gun. There's no word yet on the victim's injuries. And the Army Corps of Engineers says it's completed testing inside a Missouri school that was closed over concerns about radioactive contamination. A suburban St. Louis school board voted to close Jana Elementary School in Florissant after testing by a private firm found levels of radioactive isotope lead 210 that were 22 times the expected level on the kindergarten playground. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvement. Sunny today, a high of 67. Clear tonight, 45. Sunny, 72 tomorrow. Sunshine continuing Wednesday, 73. Yes, hold on to these beautiful temperatures because before we know it, we will get some of that real, real cold stuff coming our way. Again, 74 on Thursday. And there is a chance we'll see some more rain uh, on Friday Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high of 72. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Streaming live, KSGF.com. Uh, we're going to hold on. I know I was really pre selling the fact coming up we're going to announce our lunch bunch location, but we're expecting somebody you know from the establishment to be in here to talk about it. So I would just want to hold off in case they're running uh, just a bit behind and uh, make sure we take it full advantage of that. But I did want to answer a question that came in on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line saying, Good morning, Nick. Uh, it's Marshall of Fairgrove. Is there any truth that we will run out of diesel in 25 days? So here's a, a Fox Business story. Fuel company issues diesel shortage warning, says conditions rapidly devolving. A major fuel supply and logistics company is raising a red flag on upcom- upcoming diesel fuel shortages. Mansfield Energy issued the alert Friday, stating that there was a developing diesel fuel shortage in the southeastern region of the United States. The company speculated that the shortage could be generated from poor pipeline shipping uh, economies and a historically low supply of diesel reserves. Quote, poor pipeline shipping economies and historically, or economics rather, and historically low diesel inventories are combining to cause shortages in various markets throughout the southeast. These have been occurring sporadically, with areas like Tennessee seeing particularly acute challenges. Uh, States that are expected to experience serious effects of the shortage include Maryland, Virginia, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, and South Carolina. The Biden administration says it's keeping a close watch on diesel inventories and working to boost supplies following news that the reserves have been depleted and could run out in less than a month if not replenished, sparking fears of shortages and rising prices. This is one of the reasons that you don't go dip into these reserves when you are in the final stretches of an election. I think pretty much everyone agrees that that tapping into reserves, uh, diesel or otherwise, is, is done in an effort to try and suppress the the price of gas as best as possible just until the election. I mean, that was what the effort in Saudi Arabia was to get them to push off the the um, cutting back of of barrels of oil by two million a day or a million a day uh, until the election. And of course, Saudi Arabia is like, I don't think so. 
The Energy Information Administration reported this week that as of October 14th, the U.S. had only 25 days of reserve diesel supply, a low that has not been seen since 2008. National Economic Council Director Brian Deese acknowledged to Bloomberg that the level is unacceptably low and that all options are on the table to address the situation, except for, of course, drilling and, you know, actually producing more domestically. In a press statement, he said, because conditions are rapidly devolving and market economics are changing significantly each day, Mansfield is moving to alert level four to address market volatility. The company continued, Mansfield is also moving the southeast to code red, requesting 72-hour notice for deliveries when possible to ensure fuel and freight can be secured at economic levels. The Northeast Home Heating Oil Reserve holds roughly 1 million barrels of home heating oil. House Democrats from New England are asking President Biden to release some of those reserves to help reduce home heating prices in the region leading into the winter months. But experts say the developing home heating oil shortage is not going away anytime soon. Well, and that's because we, we, we stopped or diminished greatly the production of energy domestically. Listen, this is what's going to happen. This is what is happening. Now, as I understand it, this the 25-day runout is about the reserves. It's not about the amount of, of diesel that is uh, available at all. But, the, you know, if you have a dip-off, if you have a need because of emergencies, and perhaps those emergencies be just running out of enough supply... That combined with the fact that this is an administration that has no trouble tapping into those in the run-up to the election, that we're going to end up, it's like an emergency credit card. I mean, the, or, or No, it shouldn't even, it is to a degree, like savings, but savings that you obviously want to, to have in existence for emergencies only. But then deciding, well... An emergency is I really want to go on that vacation, or I really want that new TV, or I really want the latest iPhone. Well, that's not really an emergency, is it? And the problem is you use up those reserves, so if you really do have a true emergency, you end up in in a really, really bad place because you run out of the reserves. And of course... If you're responsible, you have to fill those. You have to refill those reserves. You have to refill your savings. And given that we already are dealing with shortages, domestically speaking, and we currently, as a country, we have gone from an exporter of energy to begging countries like Venezuela and Saudi Arabia to increase their production. We are in, we, we have dug ourselves a very dangerous hole here. And you look at it, just what a difference a couple of years can make. We went from not only being an exporter of energy for the first time in my lifetime, in many of our lifetimes, but we were warning Germany, don't make yourself reliant on another country for your energy, specifically Russia. Because then you go begging to them. 
If you make yourself reliant on a foreign country, they have control over you. And look what we have done to ourselves in the last couple of years. We've done exactly what it is we were in the position to warn other countries about. And we are going to Saudi Arabia, going to Venezuela. We're, we're, we, are, we have made ourselves willingly dependent on these foreign countries. And then as if that isn't dangerous enough, This move to the so-called green energy, which is not green, is making us even more reliant on other countries. Because the vast majority of the metals that are utilized for electric vehicles, the batteries specifically, come from China or Russia. And hilariously enough, talked about this last week. I think it was somewhere in Michigan. The Biden administration set aside a couple billion dollars in order to help facilitate the digging of those materials here in the United States, which is far more damaging to the environment than anything that fracking does or drilling for oil does. Everything that we are doing currently to move us to so-called green energy, which is not green, is actually as bad or in some instances worse for the environment. And it doesn't make us less reliant on other countries, but more reliant on other countries, specifically the countries that we absolutely don't want to be reliant on. I've never seen so many moves by any administration that were as suicidal as the ones that we face on a daily basis in this country. When it comes to our energy, I mean, it is absolute suicide. And for all of you out there who support it for environmental reasons, you've got to wake up. This is not environmentally friendly. Just because there isn't a muffler with a tailpipe in which you see exhaust coming out does not mean that pollution is not being created. It does not mean that the environment is being saved. It does not mean that there is no pollution being created. It is. This is almost that not in my backyard mentality that people oftentimes have. Oh, they want to have homeless shelters. Well, as long as it's not in my neighborhood or they want to have this done, but I don't want it done in my neighborhood. Well, uh, you know, the same thing when it comes to pollution, they just don't want to see it. And so as long as it's not coming out of my tailpipe, where I have to admit it and acknowledge it, if it instead comes from whatever uh, factory is producing the electricity that goes into the vehicle or whatever uh, uh, poisons are being spilled into the waterways in China for the extraction of these material, you know, at least I don't see it. So I can tell myself I'm helping the environment. You are not. This is not green. It is very, very far from it. Now, if you still want an electric vehicle, that's perfectly fine. I believe in the free market system. But let's not use taxpayer dollars to fool ourselves into believing that we're doing something good for the environment when what we're doing is harmful and making us more reliant on our our enemies. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Your voice is needed. The American people have to pull their heads out of their keisters. Now more than ever. And start thinking like responsible Americans. Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. 
Streaming live, KSGF.com. Uh, Darren Chappell in tomorrow, is that right? That's right. So Darren Chappell will be in for me tomorrow. I will be back Wednesday, so fear not. Facebook Live, 1041 Nick Reed, any of the show you miss. We've got our, our podcast section up a week away from the elections. The ballots, you can check out those sample ballots. Um, they are sponsored by Brad Pistol Safe Money Radio, also at ksgf.com. I would recommend those of you who have questions about some of the amendments and judges, Dr. John Lilly uh, spent some time talking about that on Friday's show. So that would be a great on-demand podcast for you to listen to at ksgf.com that would be in the seven o'clock is it labeled dr lily yes politics with dr john lily all right so you can find that there and he goes through i'd say probably as as best as you're gonna get um and uh so that's my recommendation to you i know those are hard ones especially the judgeships Uh, most people don't know where to even get the information um, they don't know what outlets are non-biased, and, and I thought Dr. Lilly gave a pretty good overview of that in, in that segment. Friday, we have a local for less Ozarks. Uh, this week, half price $50 gift cards to Big Whiskey, American Restaurant and Bar. So that'll be 10 o'clock Friday. If you do not have our app, then uh, you can download it and you will get a reminder about an hour in advance letting you know that, in fact, um, uh, it'll be an hour away before that launches. And and we do this pretty much every Friday. It's just a different half-price deal. Opportunity for you to spend half of what you normally would. So that will be this Friday, 10 a.m., Big Whiskey's American Restaurant and Bar. For 25 bucks. you get a $50 gift card. <laughs> There's an ad running up in Pim- Oh, by the way, uh, I read, I forget which outlet, that Fetterman is going to be on The View Friday. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Fetterman's, op- it's amazing to me how successful the media can be at hoodwinking people. And apparently, while you and I have known for some time how bad off Fetterman is in Pennsylvania, Lieutenant Governor running for the U.S. Senate seat there. His his performance, we saw it, and with yeah, this is about what was expected. But there were a lot of people in Pennsylvania, many of which were Democrats, that saw it, and they they were upset, they were angry because they felt as if they had been misled. That other Democrats in Pennsylvania were saying, "Oh no, we meet with Fetterman, and and I mean he's lucid, he's conversational. I mean, he, yeah, he's just he, he's he's just fine. I mean, once in a while, he has a problem translating audio to understanding it, and so the written word is is something that at times he, he requires. But outside of that, he's perfectly fine." And there were a significant number of people in Pennsylvania that believed that. And the debate showed the truth. And there were a lot of people very unsettled by that. There is now a clear effort to do whatever they can to rehabilitate him and to try and, you know, Oz is up in the polls by a few points now. And and they're very concerned that the national momentum Republicans are experiencing combined with that debate uh, is going to be enough to push Oz over the victory line. 
And so ABC, which bills The View as part of their news department, has decided to have him on. I mean, it's clear why this is. It's to to try and, and uh, you know, do whatever they can to help him get elected. I suspect they're going to make things worse. <laughs> because it is going to be obvious that they're trying to make him appear as if he's perfectly fine. And it's going to be one of those situations where it's so obvious what they're trying to do, it's going to make matters worse. And I suspect it's going to be uncomfortable. I suspect that they are going to come across as... Uh, oh, oh, yeah. they're, they're going to treat him in a way that I believe will... what. Well, I believe they're going to treat him in a way that will make him seem as if he has to have a caretaker, almost like their caretakers, uh, that it is going to, instead of, of make people feel better about his abilities, it's going to make it look worse, uh, as if he has to be guided through and, and handled with kid gloves. And I, I just suspect that it is going to, while it's a last-ditch effort, and I recognize they may be thinking, well, we can't make things any worse, I suspect that, in fact, they probably will. Could be pleasantly surprised. And uh, he may do just fine. He may be very interactive. He may be very um, uh, quick. I don't think that's the case. I think this is, once again, another one of those instances where shame on the people who are supposed to care for him, and they're going to put him out there, and they are putting, essentially, to some degree, the weight of the entire control of the Senate on this guy. And I think that's just wrong. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, all of your real estate needs, looking to sell a home, buy a home, maybe it's rental property, investment, whatever it may be, she is the person that I recommend without question, especially if you like the one-on-one attention as opposed to having the resources of some massive team. Everyone has their personal preference. Uh, I get that. I, I'm. It's part of the reason I encourage you to visit with Emily Johnson is I like the one-on-one. I like knowing that when I talk to her, she knows my case. She doesn't have somebody else that's dealing with it where she has to contact them and tell them, will you get in touch with him? He's asking me these questions. I, I, you know, I don't know. I've got a lot of things going on. That's not how it is with her. She's like your personal assistant. She's your personal advocate. She is the person you deal with when it comes to buying or selling your home. If you, if that's what you want, then you want Emily Johnson house theory realty. So, Fetterman. Uh, Evidently, he is scheduled to be on The View on Friday. Uh, You know, those are filmed live, but I think that they play them afterwards. I don't think it's live live like Saturday Night Live. Uh, if, If it is filmed live but then played back like late night talk shows, uh, will there be any editing done? I, I wonder if there are several days until it could actually happen if, if they decide not to do it. I, I just I, I suppose at this point his campaign is thinking it's a Hail Mary. And yes, it could go horribly wrong, but it could you know, it's gonna definitely be a friendly audience. Uh these are he's he's gonna be surrounded by um what are there, five people on the view? At least four of which are trying to help him get elected one of which the so-called Republican 
which you know I, I I doubt is going to push back too hard and and if she does of course she will be demonized and and um I I, I just wonder what card they're going to play and I don't think it's going to turn out well so also another thing going on in that race there are these campaign ads that are running with his parents and. They, in the ad, apparently they claim that they are Trump voting Republicans. It did not take a great deal of research to realize that that is not true. (laughs) They will will just say anything. The Federalist has a piece. Fetterman's, quote, Trump voting Republican parents are Democrats. It appears Democrat Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman's Trump voting Republican parents are not Trump voting Republicans, but card-carrying Democrats. In what seems to be an attempt to paint himself as an everyman candidate who is more Pennsylvanian than partisan, Fetterman apparently talked his parents into claiming they're Trump voters and Republicans in one of his Senate campaign ads. They said, quote, we want to tell you something about John Fetterman. He was raised by two Trump voting Republicans right here in this house in York. Carl and Susan Fetterman claim in the 32nd ad, us. The problem is that Fetterman's parents are not Trump supporters or Republicans. According to voting records obtained by the Federalists, Susan and Carl Fetterman have been voting Democrat for at least six years, beginning when the couple registered as Democrats to vote in the 2016 primaries. Now, this idea may be somewhat foreign to those of you here in Missouri because we don't register in a particular political party. When you go to vote in a primary, they just ask you what ballot you want. But many states, you register uh, as to a party, and his parents, the registered Democrats. The Federalist notes that lies have become the central theme of the Fetterman campaign, starting with the claim that the candidate possesses the physical and mental capacity to carry out the basic duties of being a senator. In Maine, Fetterman, in his words, almost died from a stroke, despite Fetterman and the corporate media practically screaming at the American people that he's fit as a fiddle. His facade of supposedly pristine health crumbled completely when he took to the debate stage last week to face off against his Republican opponent, Mehmet Oz. Quote, hi, good night, everybody, were the first words Fetterman uttered on stage on that disastrous, painful-to-watch night. Fetterman said, my doctor believes that I'm fit to be serving, and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. He said in a grammatically confusing statement, which ironically proved further, that he's not fit to serve in the Senate. Perhaps Fetterman's worst moment during the debate last Tuesday happened when he was confronted with his own position on fracking an important issue for Pennsylvania voters since Pennsylvania is the second largest producer of natural gas and the fracking industry is a central part of the economy. In a 2018 interview, Fetterman stated, quote, I don't support fracking at all, and I never had. When asked about his 2018 statement during the debate, Fetterman's brain appeared to short circuit after a long pause. The lieutenant governor falsely sputtered, quote, I do support fracking and I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand, I do support fracking. The Fetterman campaign built on lies, beginning with the lies that he and others have been telling for months about his health, claiming he's fit for office despite not being fit to run his own campaign. Fetterman brazenly lied about fracking Tuesday, and we now know he lied about his parents' voting record, too. If Fetterman is bold enough to lie about his obvious health complications, his position on fracking, and his parents' verifiable voting record, what else is he willing to lie about? Now, what I think is interesting about this campaign ad with his parents is it's so verifiably false. Now, in the defense 
of Fetterman. I suspect that that was not Fetterman's idea. I suspect it had nothing to do with Fetterman. I, I, he may not have even known that it was going to be cut. And maybe he did. I, I just don't know the answer to that. But it seems pretty clear he's not actually running his campaign. This could very well be one of these situations in which they figure, we'll put it out there. We know it's verifiably false. But, you know, if if by time the truth gets around, maybe enough people would have been swayed by this and think, well, I mean, if his parents and, you know, I, I don't even know what it's supposed to do. Sometimes I think these people, they just lie for the sake of it. Meanwhile, in Arizona. Gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake touted Liz Cheney for her recent attack ad, claiming that she has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars since it was released. Lake joined Fox and Friends Weekend to discuss how the ad has actually benefited her campaign and might be the best fundraiser yet. Lake saying, my goodness, I'm telling you, she's going to be our best fundraiser yet. We've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars since her ad started and since we put that letter out. She's hated by both sides right now. We're actually bringing Democrats over to our movement. They don't like Liz Cheney either. And for her to think that she can come into Arizona and try to influence this election is comical. It's sad and a little bit scary. I think the scariest costume you could put on for Halloween would be Liz Cheney. You'll get no candy at anyone's door. And Liz Cheney is another, these these demonstrations of total and complete detachment from reality. And while Liz Cheney, in her mind, clearly doesn't like Trump, clearly does not like Trump supporters, and that's fine, but to believe that you are going to actually, by attacking Carrie Lake, hurt her with Republicans, shows a unwillingness to have any association with reality. There are a couple of other uh, issues regarding some of these races I want to talk about, including that this was interesting. The nominee for auditor, our friends in the South in Arkansas, for state auditor, was arrested on allegations of felony terrorists or terroristic threats on Friday. More on that in moments. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers. Thank you, thank you. Well, as the days get shorter and the weather starts to get a little bit cooler, there's pretty good chance that you're going to be spending more time inside of your home. And you may start to notice some items that you would like to get fixed. And that's why I want to recommend Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and they can do a variety of home repairs and maintenance. Now, they can do a lot of those bigger jobs um, that... Maybe are uh, things that you definitely don't feel comfortable doing, you know, maybe like fixing mold or crawl space issues or maybe issues caused by a leak that went untreated. Or they can also help you with some of those more uh, fun repairs like bathroom remodels, deck repairs and new lighting. And also whenever you give Bruce and his team a call, I do want to say make sure that you tell him. Uh, that you heard him over here on KSGF. Now, you can find all of the information for Bruce and the Beatles property maintenance team at BeatlesPM.com, or you can find all of that contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. Police arrested Democrat nominee for Arkansas Auditor Diamond Arnold Johnson on allegations of felony 
terroristic threats Friday morning, 11 days prior to Election Day. Police said that Arnold Johnson, who's 32, admitted she had written a series of threatening Facebook posts that led her husband, Arik Johnson, to be charged with terroristic threatening earlier in 2022. KATV reported, citing a press release from police. Arik Johnson stood trial for the charges in August. The outlet continued. Now, essentially what this is, we've seen this sort of thing before. She set him up. She framed him for making terroristic threats. Officers initially attempted to serve a warrant against her on October 13th, but called in a SWAT team when Arnold Johnson refused to cooperate, according to KATV. Quote, the situation continued to intensify, and the decision was made not to escalate a nonviolent situation, only to serve a nonviolent warrant, police said. Former prosecutor Kara Connor submitted a police report in August of 2021 while still in office regarding the series of Facebook posts she claimed Arnold Johnson wrote, WREG reported. Connors alleged in the series of posts Arnold Johnson used words and emojis that seemingly accused her of improper conduct and insinuated threats against her. The outlet continued. So according to a September 2022 Facebook post allegedly authored by Arnold Johnson, quote, Cara Boyd Connors played with me and my family, so it's only right I pay her back. I better not see her anywhere in public. I just might plead insanity. Connors was later elected as a judge on the Pulaski County Circuit Court. Democratic Party of Arkansas wrote in a statement following the arrest, Earlier today, we were made aware that Diamond Arnold Johnson was arrested by Little Rock Police. Everyone has the right to due process. However, our party firmly believes people must be held accountable for any criminal behavior, especially candidates for public office. The Democratic Party of Arkansas did not recruit her to run for auditor of state, and we cannot bar her from running for this position. We remain focused on working for a better Arkansas and winning races across the state. Arnold Johnson is running against Libertarian uh, Simeon Snow and Republican Arkansas Treasurer Dennis Milligan. Balloted votes count until the accused is convicted, KATV reported, citing the Arkansas Secretary of State. Uh, so she, police say that she has admitted she had written a series of the threatening post that led her husband to be charged with the terroristic threats earlier when it was apparently the way the story reads, actually her. So that is probably, I I suspect that she probably was not up in the polls. I did not check the polls, uh, but that certainly is a seat that most likely is not going to go to the Democrats in the upcoming election. A staffer for Democratic Virginia Representative Don Beyer was fired this week for allegedly working on behalf of the Chinese embassy in Washington to set up meetings with other congressional aides, according to a National Review report. The staffer, Barbara Hamlet, allegedly reached out to other congressional staffers and attempted to arrange meetings between them and Chinese embassy officials for at least several months. National Review reported Bayer quickly fired Hamlet after he learned of the allegations against her uh, and did his own investigation. Quote, while Congressman Bayer had no inkling of this staff's, staffer's actions and acted promptly upon learning of them, he understands that his constituents may be shocked to learn of this, just as he was. Byers Deputy Chief of Staff Aaron Fritzner said his pledge to them 
that he will remain a fierce critic of China's record, continue to oppose the CCP's totalitarian repression and its citizens, and hold himself and his staff to the highest professional and ethical standards. The House Sergeant-at-Arms reportedly first told Bayer of the report Tuesday, prompting Bayer's office to investigate the claim Wednesday. They confirmed she had attempted to arrange meetings with staffers, at least two Republican congressional offices, and terminated her employment. One staffer said Hamlet called his office and then showed up in person after he had turned down multiple meeting requests from the Chinese embassy regarding one of their boss's bills. She attempted to arrange a lunch, and the staffer agreed to coffee. Hamlet attended the meeting but sat at a separate table with another embassy staffer while the congressional aide met one-on-one with another. Hamlet worked as a scheduler for Bayer. She reportedly did not have access to any sensitive national security information she could have passed to the Chinese prior to her firing. She was a 34-year veteran on Capitol Hill. A couple of things that uh, I want to talk about coming up here. One, more whistleblowing from within the FBI. But also there was a piece in the news leader, Representative Crystal Quaid requests records of alleged Missouri investigation, Joplin Woman Hospital. Now, I believe it was last week we talked about this ad that was running against Eric Schmidt. And it was from a Joplin woman who claimed that even though her life was in danger... And doctors acknowledged that her life was in danger due to complications of a pregnancy and the baby was going to die regardless. That they still denied her an abortion, even though she would legally she was allowed to have one. Now, this was used in a political ad to somehow accuse Eric Schmidt of making it illegal for her to have an abortion when it was not illegal. Now, common sense tells you if this is true, the hospital needs to be investigated for denying legal services to figure out exactly what's going on. Apparently, there are some that are wanting that to be done, but that seems to be a problem for Crystal Quaid. You would think Crystal Quaid would lead the charge to call for an investigation. If women are being denied legal abortions in the state of Missouri, yet oddly enough, she appears to not be concerned about the alleged denial of legal abortions, but the potential investigation into those who are denying the legal abortion. That's sort of an interesting position for her to be on. More information on that in moments. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. but a one long horn one big eye. News leader Representative Crystal Quaid requests records of alleged Missouri investigation, Joplin Woman Hospital, Missouri House Rep. Crystal Quaid has filed Sunshine Law requests with Attorney General Eric Schmidt, Governor Mike Parson, and the Department of Health and Senior Services to request records regarding an alleged investigation into Freeman Hospital in Joplin and Joplin resident Melissa Farmer, who was unable to get treatment in Missouri in August when her water broke early and put her health at risk. Quaid writes in a letter, quote, Based on information provided to me, I have reason to believe the department is investigating the health care this facility gave to or withheld from Melissa Farmer, a patient who received services at this facility. Well, given the way that the story has been presented, is this not something Crystal Quaid should be leading? 
what we've been told in this ad that's been running is that a woman whose life was in danger due to complications of a pregnancy, yet even though that is a, a circumstance in which abortion is allowed, she claims the hospital still refused to provide her the service. Now, you'd think that the pro-abortion people would be the first ones demanding answers from the hospital. Yet, for whatever odd reason, they're not. In fact, they appear suspicious towards anyone who does want to find out what happened here and does want to find out whether or not this person was denied services that she was allowed to have. It really is the, it's the narrative upside down, see. We're told that Republicans are extremists that would be just fine watching women die instead of getting abortions. While Democrats are out there fighting hard to make sure that women are allowed to get the abortions that they need in dire situations. Yet here it's the Republicans that apparently, and we'll get into the details of the story here, but are pushing to figure out what went wrong, why this woman was not provided an abortion given that in Missouri she was allowed one because her, the, her life was in danger. Yet it's Democrat Crystal Quaid who is in her behavior here acting as if they shouldn't investigate this that we should that the hospital should just be allowed to deny women legal abortions is that crystal quaid's position according to the news leader farmer who eventually traveled to illinois to terminate her pregnancy after it was deemed not viable she uh, said she was unable to get help in missouri which about a month earlier had instituted a broad ban on abortion but the ban contains language allowing abortion in medical emergencies. And it goes a little further than that in description. But this is one of those clear-cut cases if, of course, the truth is being told. More in the next hour. We've got news in 60 seconds. I'm Nick Reed.